everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. We got a packed show for you as the Broncos prepare for their critical week seven gut check against the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs at home. We're going to be talking injury concerns at midweek, why Vic Fangio thinks this Chiefs offense is even better this year than last year when they won it all. Bradley Chubb, he's been rounding into form for that Denver defense right as they need it most. And has Denver closed the gap on Kansas City, plus some keys to Sunday's game? Again, First in Orange podcast presented by sportsbetting.com. The best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. Head to sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer for 100% risk-free week of betting up to $1,000. So getting here into the meat of the football talk. But before we do that, Ryan, you are out at Broncos practice today. As usual, as it's been for the Broncos this season, a litany of injury updates. What are the the biggest concerns for the Broncos midweek in a week where, hey, they might get some key pieces back like tight end Noah Fant? Yeah, there there were players all over the field. They used two and a half fields. There were groups all over because you got injured guys rehabbing. You have IR guys practicing, and you have the regular practice. But... Uh, big picture, like the, the, the number one concern going into Sunday right now is left guard Dalton Reisner. Uh, injured his, and it looked like his uh, left shoulder against New England. Uh, about halfway through Sunday's game, Austin uh, Schlotman came in and replaced him. Big fan just said Reisner is uh, questionable to play Sunday, which has been his comment the last couple of days. KJ Hamler, receiver, maybe. Noah Fant, tight end, maybe. AJ Boye, corner. Defensive ends, Draymond Jones and Demarcus Walker, also maybe. The thing with Boye, Jones, and Walker, they're on IR. If they get called up, somebody's got to get cut. So some decisions for the Broncos later this week. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast presented by sportsbetting.com. Again, sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer. Give them a follow on Twitter at WeSportsBetting. So Broncos dealing with their injury concerns as usual. Obviously, Reisner up front, a, a pretty critical part, especially considering DeMar Dotson didn't uh, well, didn't practice on Wednesday today, non-injury related. Let's see if the Broncos get him back on Thursday on a line that's already seen a little shuffling with Elijah Wilkinson's season-ending injury a few weeks ago. So, Broncos offense, they've got some question marks, but the defense, the big question is, can they contain Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Now, Ryan, we've seen it been been done as as best it can be done on a couple different occasions this year, namely that New England game that obviously the Chiefs won thanks to a bevy of Patriots blunders several weeks ago. But the Chiefs offense, especially this past week when they ran for a high under Andy Reid's tenure, has been coming into shape here and that running game has been buzzing a little bit too with Clyde Edwards Hilaire the rookie out of LSU and then of course Le'Veon Bell looking like he might make his Chiefs debut this Sunday against the Broncos his role to be determined but just another cog in the machine there with Patrick Mahomes and all those weapons on offense and through the air. Yeah, and you know, Vic Fangio said after practice on Wednesday, he thinks, he thinks the Chiefs' offense is better this year because of Edward Zolaire. You know, had a great first game, had a great fifth game. In between, numbers weren't obviously you know eye popping, but you know, in, in this cheap offense, as a running back, you need to run it, you need to pass protect, and you sure as heck better know how to catch it because this is a big screen team. That's Edward Zolaire's. Um, 
rep at LSU. That's definitely Le'Veon Bell's rep with Pittsburgh and a little bit less so with the Jets. You know, Bell practiced for the first time at Kansas City. Uh, I think he's a perfect fit for what the Chiefs want to do on offense and how they use their, how they use their tailbacks. But, uh, you know, I can see a limited role for him on uh, Sunday, but then they'll get him going after that. Mahomes is awesome. He's like the funnest player in the league to watch, in my mind. He's got a bunch of weapons. So it's a pick-your-poison week for the uh, Broncos and their defensive staff. Yeah, you mentioned Edwards Alaire, 138 yards in the season opener against Houston, the 34 to 20 win, and then a couple, you know, so 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 kind of quiet games, and then he went off for 161 against Buffalo, 26 to 17, grinded out victory for Kansas City, proving they can win that way too. And if, you know, you're talking about Mahomes and this offense getting even better, and Vic Fangio said, "Hey, I'm not blowing smoke. Mahomes has continually gotten to get better." Asked Andy Reid about that today, and he said just in the patience aspect of things. And and Andy Reid gave some credit to Vic Fangio as well in that response. He said, hey, that patience is going to help Mahomes on Sunday because he's anticipating lots of different looks and probably some blitzes from Mr. Fangio, who's been uh, turning up the heat a little bit as of late, Ryan. Yeah, and I applaud that. I think that's what he, that's what he should have done. Uh, you know, It's a risk-reward, but it's worth the risk. And the thing with Mahomes is he's so mobile. He's going to hang on to the football. He's going to, they're going to be pressures. There's going to be knockdowns, but they got to be able to sack him. And I think Bryce Callahan off the slot blitzing, uh, Alexander Johnson or Josie Drew from the interior blitzing. Just you know, make you know, see if you can get a free rusher to force Mahomes to throw. And you know, I think one of the key guys is Bradley Chubb. I mean, he missed both games last year with that ECL, and he's faced Mahomes twice. Uh, you wrote about him for Thursday's print edition. Uh, what do you see as Bradley's last couple of games? What do you think he's, that those have done for his confidence? And what do you think moving forward for number 55? I mean, I think 55, we're, we're going to start to see him come into his prime of this season here. Uh, three and a half sacks, two quarterback hits, four quarterback pressures over the last two wins. And that was after pretty quiet first three games and even what Chubb called not very effective season opener against the Titans. So I anticipate he's going to continue to improve. And I think Vic Fangio, he's, he's said that continually all along. He said that again today, Hey, look at his tape from earlier in the season compared to the last couple games, you'll see a marked difference and you're starting to see it in the production as well. And Ryan, what I thought was most interesting about what he said as well was that he took that time when he was not only injured and rehabbing, but then kind of scuffling there early in the season to really focus on his leadership. And he's saying, Hey, my third year here, third year in this locker room, I want to be one of the guys and one of being one of the guys mean means this Sunday being in Patrick Mahomes, face all the time. And if it's a close game, Denver defense has got to close the door. Like they've been able to the last couple of weeks. And Chubb Chubb said, Hey, I think we're shedding that reputation as a can't-close-it-out defense. He's, he, he thinks they've turned the page collectively in that regard as well. Well, this will be the telltale sign. I mean, they, they, they were able to hold off a bad Jet team. They were able to hold off you know a Patriot team that was so desperate for yards passing in the last drive. They went to Julian Edelman's on twice instead of Cam Newton. So um, you know, with Chubb, I think the lack of a preseason really impacted him because he would have used those. Let's face it, he would not have played much in August. He would have maybe 25, 30 snaps, but that would have allowed him to you know, test the equipment, so to speak, and say, hey, the knee's good, mental hurdle cleared, I'll be ready for week one. Instead, he had to do that in week one, 
and then in week two, and then you've seen him come on. And, you know, one thing that was good about him against the Patriots, too, he was setting that edge. He was defending the run, which is obviously a strength of his. And that's going to be key to, uh, on Sunday as well when uh, when the Chiefs use their running game uh, to try and get to the perimeter as well. Again, folks, First and Orange Podcast, sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. Give them a follow on Twitter at we sports betting. And hey, speaking of sportsbetting.com, head online to their site to check out all the point spreads for this weekend's NFL slate. And Broncos point spread not really in their favor. They're a nine and a half point underdog per sportsbetting.com. And as you mentioned on Twitter, Ryan, since 87, that'd be only the third time they're a home underdog of at least seven and a half points. So what are your thoughts on that spread? Is it accurate? And in that big of a spread, would betters be wise to maybe put some money on Denver, especially with the Chiefs coming off a short week and maybe a prime letdown spot in some people's eyes? Yeah, I, I think that's a big spread. And, um, you know, if I was to lay a couple bucks down, I would say the Broncos um, would cover. Uh, and, and I don't think Kansas City is going to blow this team out. We can get to that in a couple minutes. But, but it just shows you how good this franchise was for all those years, the fact that this is only the third time in 33 years that they're this much of an underdog. And I think it goes back to, you look who the Broncos have beat. They beat the Jets, who are 0-6. They beat the Patriots, who hadn't really practiced in two weeks. So I think I think, uh, I think the uh, point spread makers are looking at the Chiefs as a team on a roll with their offense, and the Broncos as a team still finding itself. But uh, to me, 9.5, uh, I, I would bet the Broncos on that one. Again, folks, sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer, 100% risk-free week of betting for up to $1,000. And some interesting Broncos player props for this week. Ryan, I know you got a couple right there in front of you. What do you like about those? And rattle them off. Yeah, I'll get, we got three here. Uh, Drew Locke, these are all over-unders. Drew Locke, 249.5 passing yards. Jerry Judy, 62.5 receiving yards. Tim Patrick, 53.5 receiving yards. Let's start with Tim Patrick. He's been over 100 the last two weeks. You don't know if you're going to have KJ Hamler. You don't know if you're going to have Noah Fant. Um, you know, uh, and here's the big thing with Tim. He makes a lot of big plays, a lot of explosive catches. So he can get the, he can get the over to 53 pretty quickly. So I would pick the over. I'd pick the under on Judy because I think the Chiefs are going to prioritize him. And then with Locke, I'm going to go with the over on 249 because, not to be a downer here, but I think the Chiefs are going to have the lead and the Broncos are going to have to throw it trying to stay in the game. And that gives you that number. We'll get to the draft stuff at the end of the podcast because then we'll have some fun. Again, folks, First and Orange Podcast, sportsbetting.com, our sponsor. Appreciate them. And they have the best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. So check them out. Check them out on Twitter at We Sports Betting. So we talked about the Chiefs' offense seemingly better than 2019. We talked about Bradley Chubb rounding back into the form that he displayed as a rookie in 2018. But the big question, Ryan, is have the Broncos closed the gap on the Chiefs? Obviously, we discussed this at length on the podcast when the draft happened. We wrote about it a lot. The Broncos trying to model their offense after the Chiefs, trying to add all the speed and Hamler and Judy to to catch up with the Chiefs, so to speak. But have they closed the gap? Nine straight losses in this series to Kansas City. Haven't won since the Peyton Manning days in 2015, which seems like a football eon ago. Is there any realistic expectation the Broncos can get a W on Sunday and snap this streak and or at least show that they're in the same realm as Kansas City? 
I'll choose option B. Uh, and that should be, I mean, obviously your goal is to win the game. That would be option A. But I think the second part of your question, I think, is key. For the Broncos, this is a measuring stick game. The Chiefs control the division. They control the conference. And let's face it, they probably control the league. They won the Super Bowl last year. For the Broncos, okay, they think they're in a place where they should be competing for a playoff spot. Okay, show us. I mean, the Patriots win. Okay, that was fine. You didn't score a touchdown, but you won on the road. This team is 0-2 at my high. It's time to start winning at home. It's time to start winning in the division. And, uh, you know, I do think they've closed the gap because of those additions, because of another year for this defense and Big Fangio's scheme. And uh, But uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be enough. Uh, I mean, I'll pick the Chiefs to win the game. But, uh, you know, I hate to use the term measuring stick again, but this is – this is this is where you you know this is where you find out if you got if you're on the right track. Last year when the Chiefs came in on a Thursday night, it derailed the season, and uh, we'll see what happens Sunday. But um, you know, let's go back to sportsbetting.com before we talk about the keys to the game. They gave us a good one here: favorites to draft first in the 2021 NFL Draft. Fortunately for Broncos fans, their team is not on this list. The Jets plus 100, the Jaguars plus 400. Washington plus 500 and the Giants plus 600. It's weird that, you know, I would eliminate Washington and the Giants from this bet right now if, if I was a, uh, a gambler because they're going to play each other. So that knocks one of them out. The Jets look terrible. Uh, they're trading players. Their coaches don't get along, uh, evidently. And now they're going with Joe Flacco, a quarterback. Bronco fans saw enough of him last week. So I, I agree here that the Jets are the favorite to be the number one pick. But don't don't discount the Jaguars. They're 1-5, and, and they're getting blown out on a regular basis. It would just be the Jacksonville luck to go 1-15 and 15 and not get the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes pick. So uh, I think the Jets is a safe bet on uh, the favorite to be the first overall pick. That's Those are courtesy of uh, sportsbetting.com, our sponsor here at First and Orange. Tee us up on Keys to the Game, Kyle. Yeah, Keys to the Game, 2.25 p.m. Sunday in Power Field at Mile High. Now, of course, the running game for Kansas City is going to be critical. Also for the Broncos, uh, assuming Melvin Gordon's going to be back there Along with Philip Lindsay, for the first time since week one, that one-two punch will be available. And, of course, Lindsay exited that game early with a toe injury. So running games on both sides going to be critical. Le'Veon Bell, what kind of role will he play? I think third down efficiency, Ryan. This has been – Vic's been peppered about this a couple times this week. You know, Denver's 35.9% third down conversion rank rate ranks fourth worst in the league. So got to improve there can't have stalled drives, can't have six field goals. That's not going to beat the Chiefs. Now, I think the Broncos certainly do have an advantage in the special teams, i.e. the kicking with Brandon McManus, kicking like basically the best kicker in the NFL right now, and Harrison Butker kind of on the, on the other end of that, having some struggles for Kansas City. But across the board, Ryan, it's going to be tough sledding uh, in terms of those matchups. And I got the Chiefs holding the edge in a lot of those matchups, including when the Broncos pass – I know Drew Locke is feeling confident. Pat Shermer is probably feeling confident in him, judging by some of the aggressive play calls last week. But that's a very stout Kansas City secondary. It's going to be a, present a tall task for the Broncos' offense. Yeah, and I'll point to one thing on both sides. It's red zone. Uh, the Broncos have the number one red zone defense in the NFL, and they have the 30th-ranked red zone offense in the NFL. You mentioned McManus. Against the Chiefs, touchdowns, work, field goals, will never work. Uh, the Chiefs are too good on offense. So I think that's the key is 
A, don't be in chase the game mode where you have to abandon the run game, but it also on offense to try and get some free yards. Right now, this team does, does not have a screen game whatsoever. I try to get Gordon and Lindsay into the open field on those screen passes. It helps your protection. It helps your quarterback not take big hits. So uh, if I'm Pat Shermer, you know, it's a catch-22. Do you want to try and establish a run, take the air out of the football a little bit to keep Mahomes on the sideline? Or do you want to try and hit some big strike plays to get a lead and then tell your defense, hey, go get it? Uh, I would tar- I would lean toward being aggressive. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, uh, you know, by by four, excuse me, 27-24, excuse me, by three, with a last-minute touchdown pass from Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. How about you? I got Chiefs 31, Broncos 17. I, I just don't think it's going to be close, I think. After a couple weeks of not exploding, the Patrick Mahomes-led offense is, is going to go off a little bit and maybe even uh, not as close as that score would indicate. But, hey, I picked against the Broncos last week in Foxborough, as did you, Ryan, and they won the game. So uh, we'll see if these Broncos have any fight left in them. Yeah, and I think they got some fight. It's just going to matter if it's going to be enough. And let's say the Chiefs do win on Sunday. That sets up a critical week coming into this Charger game because that means your season's basically on the line. At, you know, you're going in two and four. Right. You know, I think for these next two weeks, if the Broncos want to enter the second half of the season with any kind of playoff hopes, a minimum split these next two at home before they go to Atlanta. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Head to sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer and give them a follow on Twitter at WeSportsBetting. Appreciate you listening in to the show. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team heading into the Kansas City game and beyond. This is Kyle Newman signing off for myself and Ryan O'Halloran. Until next time, folks, take it easy.